This week's episode of God Awful Movies is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Quick note before we get the show started this week, we recorded this week's episode in front of a live studio audience, and when you do that, you encounter audio issues you don't have to deal with in the studio, so apologies in advance for a bit of a weird echo in the opening segment of the show. The problem was corrected during the first interstitial, so we just ask you to bear with us through the first 15 minutes of the episode. Thanks for your understanding, and now, on with the show. And at one point, he he moves over, his glasses fall, and then another ad, like a Coles ad, like he fell asleep jerking off to J.C. Penney. <laughs> oh my God, the late Brian catalog, guys, have you seen it? I'm just surprised it wasn't stuck to his stomach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like side. when you take Silly Putty in a comic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's on my belly! His wife, walks in, his wife walks in, she's like, oh, there's a sale on heels. <laughs> <laughs> she just walks in. Again, Tony. Again. God awful movie. 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 Be advised that this live show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome No Illusions. Hello, Chicago! Oh, a standing ovation already. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. And to you, and back to you. And now I have to pee. All right. Welcome back to the GamCast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because the position as Murphy Brown's secretary didn't work out so well. I'm, oh, good. All my jokes are better than that. All the other ones are better, so it's just uphill from here. I'm your host, No Illusions, and we're coming to you live from the Victory Gardens by Ref Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, say hi to the folks right now. We'll have a talk about that later. And of course, joining me this week are two special guest masochists making their, I believe, American stage debut. So this is like their Ed Sullivan moment here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tom and Cecil of the Cognitive Distance Podcast. I love it. I love it. All right, you guys ready to go? I'm ready to rock. What All right. What's, what the... uh, we're going to do a movie of some. <laughs> Did you watch the movie, Tom? We'll, a movie? <laughs> yes. I have seen the movie. I feel Cecil's pain now. <laughs> and of course, also joining me from stage left, give it up for my good friend Heath Enright. And last, and of course, certainly not least, joining me from stage right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Joining me from stage right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. No! Eli! 
Eli, we, Eli, we talked about this. You said we could do the thing. No, I said no to the thing. To the a challenge was issued. <laughs> All right, Tom. Yeah. You remember? <laughs> Probably not. Challenging Eli to an arm wrestle. Oh, I was I was in innumerably drunk. I. <laughs> but yes, I do. Yeah. Remember. Okay. All right. He uh, he took that literally. That's not what we do. And he's uh, he's come he's prepared. Hurt. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna so. Get hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, defending his title from this corner, my bad friend Eli Bosnick. <laughs> Eli. Oh, it, trust, me, trust me, it's worse from behind. It's worse from behind. How am I supposed to look at you? Where the hell did you get that? I bought this at the wrestling store. I, I seriously doubt that. There, there's a store in the village. They have a bunch of guys in wrestling outfits. And no, 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 you misunderstood me. Yeah, something. they even have a room in the back where you can wrestle other guys. No. And I won 100% of the time. <laughs> False, false narrative. I don't know this if is one is the right way to put it. No, those guys let me fuck them. That's how much I won. <laughs> That's how you show dominance. Did you look him in the eye? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess this is the let's get ready to bumble moment right. here. Yeah, I didn't bring my cap. Do you need it? Do they need it? Right? Just in case you were you were thinking that he wasn't really. Let's get serious. VIP tickets. That'll be super fun. This is worth the money. <laughs> it, it's like Gallagher. Did you bring your ponchos? This is a poncho seating situation. I shit what's, the instant I fright. The I don't want to be near him. Man, I don't want to touch him. <laughs> Not with my body. Oh, I don't... Use... But that's very phallic. Oh. Oh. Don't don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. He'll know when I start. Oh. Go. Go! 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 Eli, go! Eli, go! Go, go Eli, go! 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 go. Alright, alright. Here we go. That was it's all it's real. It's a tie. It's a tie. And they said wrestling was fake. So that was the show tonight. I hope oh, you enjoyed Thank it. You. Thank you. It's the whole thing. It's all we had planned. I need wet wipes. <laughs> oh, my God. They don't make them that wet, no. sir. They don't make them that wet. I've never big. felt anything so soft as that. Julie, Julie, Julie. Oh, my God. It's like wrestling bubble gum. It's like he's still on me. Oh. I can't get a... Jeez. All right. It's very so... sticky. Stop. There he is. There he is. Much better, Eli. Much better. It's for sale. You should purchase one at the gift shop. $45. Well, we'll give you a discount. Oh, right. Wow. So, uh, I am still wearing that outfit. I'm uncomfortable. But now everyone in the audience knows that I have a penis that has been called unchallenging. Nobody can count that he's Jewish now. We all know that's not an act. It's a very non-threatening penis. Even my, even my penis cares about social justice, you guys. 
Women are really comfortable around it. They're like, that's fine. I feel safe. You know, my job isn't normally hard, but when I have to transition straight from Neither Eli's Eli. penis. <laughs> no, you should have saw me. He was fluffing backstage. Jesus. For about 25 minutes. It yeah. would not stop. That's the least rapey body anyone's ever seen. <laughs> that's true. No one's ever afraid I'll rape them. You just got that. So part. quick, before we say anything else illegal, tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched Right to Believe. Uh, it's the story of whether gay people should be allowed to walk in groups together. No. <laughs> um, yeah, the answer is no. And the answer is no. Came up with An no. emphatic Spoiler, no. but yeah, the answer is no, as it turns out. Um, and the argument takes the form of basically a chess game between a Christian bigot and a gay person, except the Christian bigots making all the moves for both sides. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like high-fiving himself when he makes good counter moves to the bad moves he made for the gay guy. And saying checkmate homosexuals when it makes <laughs> no god. Literally. Sense. That's just, I just yell that out all day. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you hate gay people, but you love microphone hiss, you <laughs> will love... This movie. This movie is like if someone had tried to, like, camcorder the time they killed Matthew Shepard. Oh, that's this movie. Oh, you I, should all leave. I was going to yeah. say, that's not going to be yeah. a Get out now. Get out now. You were like, hooray, he came out with his balls out. The rest will be good, clean fun. You should escape. Yeah. I don't want you to be unhappy. You don't want you to be unhappy. <laughs> So You've already paid? Yeah, no, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. And Cecil, how boring was this movie? This movie was more boring than My Dinner with Andre. And those people in the audience that fell asleep to My Dinner with Andre are probably wondering, how on earth could that be possible? And I say to you, all things are possible through Christ. <laughs> and finally, Tom. Yes, sir. How offensive was this movie? I think in order for it to be offensive, it would have had to have held my interest for longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> I've never taken that many masturbation breaks. That's <laughs> I have new calluses that I'm, I'm strangely proud of. Really this, one, this one, I named it you. <laughs> I named it Noah. Oh. Now, I've also touched Eli. This is disgusting. <laughs> You guys both have ringworms. <laughs> Again? Fuck! One out of ten Americans has it. <laughs> South Americans. That's your That's one. That's your one. <laughs> Already. Now, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Oh, yes. Uh, actually, two things. First of all, best worst, putting the mic inside of a cappuccino machine. <laughs> Several times yeah. during, during yeah, the, yeah, all and, of a sudden. And, and, I, and I, think, I think it has the best cappuccino sound effect, which could also double as the worst cum fart. <laughs> well, best, worst, it's I, not You know, clear. really, it's subjective. Okay, yeah. Depends which direction yeah, he's exactly, driving. Yeah, exactly, right? Best In and worst. Yeah. Fair. Um, also, I'd like to nominate it for best, worst, teeth. There's some rough Ooh, teeth. Yes. We get a gap tooth. We get a snaggle tooth. We have yep. a dead tooth. Yep. One guy, I think, has milk tooth. Is that a thing? 
Does that exist? Now. It is now. Right. <laughs> it's, it's England bad. Yes. It's Manchester. <laughs> no, it's, but it's pretty bad. But it's pretty bad. <laughs> I will say that I would I would vote this for best worst super Christian wife who is also clearly an escort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I called it. <laughs> yeah. I called it. Very clearly, because here's the thing. She is, I think she is maybe the hottest female character in any of the movies reviewed until the last scene Ooh. when oh. she transforms into Milton Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> right? She goes from Corey Chase into Chevy Chase. <laughs> Those people are all into incest porn. That's who Corey Chase is. She's an incest porn actress. If your friend laughed at that joke, he's into that. You should judge him. <laughs> Says the guy who wrote that. Eli. <laughs> I'm on stage. I am safe. Got it. I don't have to go home with someone being like, yeah, you left really quickly. chance to never have to think about this movie again so we're going to keep the break brief and when we come back we'll dive into all the propagandist inaction that is the right to believe Ooh, pizza's here hey thanks so much yeah uh you okay sorry what are, are you okay but, yeah, um, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Thank you for the pizza. Yeah, sorry, it, it's just, this is the third pizza you ordered today? Um, you, you having a party, or? No, no, just, just like pizza, I guess. Sure, sure, yeah, no, pizza's great. Um, have you heard of Blue Apron, though? Oh, uh, listen, man, thanks, but that, I'm not really into that kind of thing, I, but I'm sure you, well, and your no, no, no. I voted for, um, it's a food delivery service, they deliver, like, fresh ingredients to your door, and you cook them, huge variety, it teaches you how to cook, I mean, I'm not trying to talk myself out of business here, but, uh, I, I want you to eat less pizza, so, yeah, I, I actually am. Oh, okay, um, thanks, I'm kind of on a budget. Though, so I appreciate the well, offer. And yeah, it's less than ten dollars a meal, actually. So uh, cheaper than the Zop, pretty significantly cheaper, actually. Oh well, I, I don't, I don't think they deliver out here. So they but deliver I to ninety nine percent of the country, dude. Please, I come here so often. I notice your haircuts. I notice them. Just please, please go check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. With free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash movies. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash movies. Okay? Blue Apron. A better way to cook. Okay. Okay. I'll try it. Oh, uh, excuse me, guys. I, I have a uh, pizza here for Eli Bosnick. Ah, that's me. Uh, you ordered two 
pizzas at once from no. two different... No. This is dessert yeah. pizza. You talked forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I ordered dessert pizza once. As you've already heard, among the live audience for this week's show was our friend, business partner, and legal counsel, Andrew Torres. And on his recommendation, we wanted to clarify a few things before we dig into this week's breakdown so as to avoid any misunderstandings or felony charges. Right. So, first of all, we do not think dragging people to death behind a truck is funny, advisable, or excusable even during a prank war. That's right, we don't. We also definitely don't recommend killing Ted Cruz. We do not. Also, we have no direct evidence that Chicago pizza is made by raping captive hemophiliacs. We don't have that evidence. No, only rumors and former employees unwilling to speak on the record. Additionally, those were not Eli's balls hanging out of his wrestling thong. Of course they were. They were lifelike pretend testicles he attached to the lower portion of his outfit for comic effect because Chicago has some law against swinging your balls at people without permission, I guess. Of course they do. Prosthetic. Fuck that city. What's more, that hippopotamus was a consenting adult hippopotamus, and Tom got that fact in writing well before anybody started filming. Exactly. Also, that girl you might have seen with Heath is definitely old enough to drink alcohol. Ow! And when I just punched Noah, I meant it as a collegial gesture among friends and unrelated to anything he just said. And Heath didn't write... Agree, or I'm aiming for the nuts next time on a piece of paper that he's holding right now. I'm, and on a related note, I I agree. Damn right. And with our asses thusly covered, we'll get you back to the show. And we're back for the breakdown. New York still has the best pizza, and we're going to open up this movie. Oh, I thought I was yeah. I'm on your side, too. I just want to point out that of the five of us, I didn't make you look at my balls, so. <laughs> Check yeah, out my new podcast. Put your garbage back in your street and move on. Check out my new podcast, I'm going to have to erase a lot speaking. of notes. I thought the Chicago pizza jokes were going to go over much better. <laughs> so, in Chicago? <laughs> I thought you knew. All right, so we're going to open this movie up with some uh, How's It Made B-roll of newspapers. This will be the best portion of the movie. It's pretty absolutely. much... Those absolutely. are newspapers? Yes, yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> what was... No, what was Johannes Gutenberg like? <laughs> Wait, one of these guys is older than me. I think one of them has to take... Cecil has to take the old jokes. He was... He's, well, he's younger than Noah. Noah, do you remember the newspaper, the first one? Do you remember what it was like? <laughs> When they printed out this much of the internet and they brought it to you and you were like, oh, that's how much slaves cost today. It was actually today. etched. It was etched back then. It was written in cuneiform and it was good and we liked it. The, when Noah wrote a letter to the editor, he had to nail it to a church door. <laughs> yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. So... What? <laughs> Hardcore history this ain't, y'all. Oh, so, 
now we're going to we get some newspaper B-roll just in case you didn't get the whole idea of newspaper. And then we're going to meet lesbian Dana Carvey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to be playing the part of the editor in this movie. I thought he was the angry nun. <laughs> it's sort of a dual role kind of thing that he's got going here. Did he have a name? Was it Sweater McVester? <laughs> yes. The greatest thing about this character is he will have a different color, exactly the same sweater vest in every single shot. Oh, my God. So we're going to meet this newspaper editor, and as we're going to do this, he's, he's talking on the phone with somebody, getting all pissed off, except for he seems to think that there's going to be music going or something like that when he's talking. Because <laughs> he's literally, we, we meet him and he's doing... <laughs> Morris! <laughs> they could have told him. <laughs> he was so, practicing for his mime class. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, and, and by the way, in case you're wondering how I knew so quickly this guy was a newspaper editor, what they've done with the set decoration, you see, <laughs> is just tape newspapers to every blank surface on his wall. You know, like newspaper editors have. <laughs> well, now, now, they didn't just tape them. They didn't tape them well, either. So every time they walk by, the newspapers sort of wave in the breeze. And they also didn't tape them all at the same height. So there's some at his legs. There's some over here. There's one on the door. And he's got color ads on the wall for Coles. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's not like man has walked on moon or yeah, anything. No, it's just no. random classified hey, ads. That Coles cash isn't going to spend itself, buddy. <laughs> Look, he also, to be fair, they crumple up some newspapers and throw them on their desk as if to suggest that he approved the story and then was furious at himself for doing it and threw it on his own desk in frustration. Apparently, that's his M.O. because that's what we first learned in this movie, right? So he's yelling at this. He yells for this guy, Morris. And he's like, Morris, that story that we printed yesterday about the uh, mayor having an adulterous affair. Do you have any kind of evidence or proof? About that? I probably should have asked you before we printed it, but... <laughs> Details. But I'm in trouble now. And, and what's amazing is, Morris's response to that is not like, yes, I do. He's like, what, you don't trust me? <laughs> like a teenager who wants to turn location services off on their phone. He's like, no! I'm an adult! <laughs> Let me print newspapers. <laughs> The problem is, is that when Morris asked the question, the mayor just screamed at him, Fake news! Fake news! (laughs) 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 Oh, and now I'm all depressed as fuck again. Thank you. Uh, But so so the punishment here uh, for printing libel against the mayor... Absolutely. Uh, is that Morris, our main character, is going to have to get taken off of the big Wilcox murder trial and do a fluff piece instead. That is the plot of the goddamn movie. That's all we've got for it. <laughs> That's it. Now, okay, so, and, and then we have to go back to this guy's house so he can tell his wife what happened in the last scene. And, and I, I want to, I have to, I, this is a visual bit, but this is how the wife is going to deliver all of her lines in the first mo- uh, part of the movie. She's going to go... Oh, really? They put you on a fluff piece? That's not, that's gotta suck. <laughs> you want some eggs or something? Like, like, she has to go back there to check her fucking lines. I think, I, you know, no, no, to be fair, I think what they had to do is they had to push her into the movie, like, get her right. this fucking movie. And she's like, no, fuck it, this movie sucks. And she's just like, fuck it, get it, you said you were gonna do it, I say a lot of things. Fuck it, no. You are God damn it. She's I also sympathize. I guess is what I'm saying. Is I can sympathize. <laughs> right. She's also wearing toddler overalls in this first scene. 
Like, she just got into big girl pants, like, three straight days on the potty, and she, she falls down, you gotta distract her so she doesn't cry. Hey, 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 Well, it's a good thing you had them keys out to jingle already, because we're gonna need them. Hey, there we go, there we go. That's the whole script right there, by the way. You have ruined the entire movie for everybody. Now Spoilers. Tom wants to go for a ride, too. Wait, yeah. <laughs> and now, okay, so at, at this point in the movie, all we know is that he's got to do a fluff piece. We don't know what it's about. They, the editor gave it to him in a secret envelope or whatever. So the wife opens it up, opens the envelope up, and she goes, have you seen what this story is about? And he's like, no, stupid fluff piece. She's like, it's about gay people existing. <laughs> she says, she's, she says, I think, it's preparations for a gay pride parade. Yes. And he's uh, supposed to write about that. What All that is is just some guy with lube lubing up some guy's chest on the side. There's another guy walking out being like, no, those shorts are way too long, honey. You get back there and change those. <laughs> and at this point, we don't really recognize, well, we do because we've seen these types of movies before, but the movie hasn't told you what bigots these people are. So all Morris is upset about is that this is a fluff piece and... If he keeps writing fluff pieces, he'll never get that great job at USA Today. For real. USA Today. That's what he wants to work for. We're keeping your hotel room door closed, the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) And he he thinks he's going to blow his big opportunity. I could have been a shift manager at that, Bennigan's. Dream big. Dream big, guys. It's a newspaper. They don't hire people. Yeah, right. right. What year was this made? So now we have to go back to the editor's office so that he can bitch some more about the thing they were complaining about in the last scene with the editor. I'm so pissed that they made me go through this scene twice. But, yeah. So, and and I just, I have to throw this line out because he still wants the Wilcox trial. And because Andrew's in the audience, I wanted to give him this one. Uh, The guy goes, he goes, but the big Wilcox trial, they're having the opening talks today. (laughs) That's how that works. That's how that works. You're a fucking reporter, man. You They're going to begin their word talkings. <laughs> yeah, right. More than anything throughout this movie, what I wrote in my notes was, you're supposed to be a reporter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, okay, so now he's trying to beg out of the uh, out of the story. So he thinks, oh, wait, yeah, Christians, Christians don't have to do this kind of stuff. So he goes, well, what if I told you that I don't believe in homosexuality? That I don't believe, what? like... Like, gay people are a hoax? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> like, they're all... No, that's weather balloons. The gay people, they're all weather balloons. But I've seen them fuck. I've seen it. it staged uh, by Stanley Kubrick called the gay sex. That's, that's those are furries, man. Those are furries. <laughs> yeah. ISIS prisoners don't burn that hot. Oh, oh but that one you cheer for. They wow. like that one. <laughs> Got a nice pro-ISIS crowd in here tonight. <laughs> This audience has an interesting line. This will be fun. This will be fun. Woo, ISIS! <laughs> I'm tired of saying that on every show. Can I get real with you guys? <laughs> you are not tired of saying that. So now we're going to head to the coffee shop because apparently Morris has to interview the guy who's running the gay pride parade. Uh, and I, I should say the gay pride parade thingy because that's the way Morris says it every time. He can't just say gay pride parade. Um, so he goes to this coffee shop. Uh, where almost this entire movie will take place. 
and he immediately runs into Marcus, the, the guy he's supposed to be interviewing, but he doesn't know who he, that, he, that that's who he's run into, which is amazing to me because clearly whoever's making this movie told this actor 32 times, no gayer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the like, seriously, like, they probably put a dick in this guy's butt so that he could get the walk right. <laughs> He's the Christian Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> but what's amazing is this guy's version of... Okay, so he's droopy dog, but he's been stung by bees. Like, imagine you put Andrew Torres in Abu Ghraib for 60 days and 60 nights. This is what walks out. And doesn't he say at one point, he's like, you're that reporter. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever said that in the history of ever. That's like, that's like, you're that podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not a Plus, as a gay man, he dresses so poorly. That's, he is, he's wearing, like, this shabby fucking shitty polo from Goodwill. And you're like, man, that's not, never been a gay man's ever worn that shirt, ever. Not one fucking time. And we should point out at this point in the movie that, like, this conversation is supposed to go, hey, man, what time's the gay pride parade? Six o'clock on Thursday. But instead, he's like, so, ugh, which one's on top and which one's the girl? Like, this, this is the movie equivalent of someone being assigned to, like, list when the Puerto Rican day pride parade is on the internet and be like, so why all the stabbing? <laughs> I know, I know. Thursday at 6, but do you want to be in America? <laughs> the fact that this movie isn't six seconds long where he's like, I'm not sure I believe in gay, and the gay guy's like, wow, I'm going to call your boss. I need someone who belongs on this planet <laughs> to post my listing in the local paper. Okay, so just to give you an idea how bad it is and how quickly it gets that bad, basically, you know, the the, the he's like, you know, why did you want to do a gay pride stupid parade thing and and he goes well you know like um gay people are still oppressed in the modern day and the guy goes really oppressed are you fucking kidding me are you serious don't get so homodramatic dude (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i gotta say i gotta say though when he want when the when tony the, the main character walks in he's got this giant fucking courier bag that he walks in with it's like he's carrying newspapers in it Mm -hmm. he walks in he sets it down and all he pulls out is a legal pad. Yeah, that's one the only pad. thing. In there. <laughs> well, he has that's some, it. He has some Jesus pamphlets in there oh, too. We'll find out later. But we can't find out just yet because now is when um, Marcus's VCR remote rings and he has to uh, <laughs> <laughs> has to take it right away. A disembodied ring from backstage. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I think they're going to add a ring in later in post, so I have to answer this. <laughs> yeah. It was great that they had Zach Morris fucking camping. <laughs> Amazing. So apparently there's some emergency, like the, the 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 fucking gay bat signal just went up, and Marcus has to uh, go rub butts with some guy or something. And we will never learn what this is. By the way, the movie never pays that off. The movie is just like, yeah, someone wore white after Labor Day. Sorry. <laughs> We needed this scene to end, and the actors couldn't stop crying. <laughs> and show us the gay bat signal. Like, yeah, why not right? show it? Like, I want to see what that... What do they flip up instead of Commissioner Gordon's head, though? That's the question. <laughs> I'm just... I have a feeling it looks... Well, you guys can't see that. But anyway, anyway, I think we've got it right here. So now we head back home to the wife again. It, from this point on, by the way, every odd-numbered scene will take place at this guy's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just and believe I, I wrote that down right. Oh, it's an odd numbered scene. It's that that actually stays true throughout. 
So, and this is where we learn that it's actually not the main character, but his wife that is the raging bigot of the film because she is really pissed off that he's considering writing a story about a gay pride parade without throwing in all the parts about how gays are terrible and need to go to hell. <laughs> She's like walking though, walking around <laughs> together. You know, she, she goes like, "Well, what does the Bible say homosexuality is?" <laughs> Right, and his response is like an abomination that they should be stoned to death. And she's like, "Well, don't say it like that." <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, her argument is, "Yes, that's true, but say it nicer." Yeah, use different. Words. But to be fair, she says, "Well, I would use different phraseology." <laughs> the fuck is phraseology? What is the? I want to know. Regular versus different phraseology. <laughs> oh, I don't like your fra- What the? I want to know what the positive phraseology for the Bible says you should. You like dodgeball? (laughs) Don't dodge. Stay with me. (laughs) So, (laughs) have you been to Zales? (laughs) So, I also love too. This is where um, this is where Morris tries his hand at analogy. Uh, that's the main oh. character, Morris. He goes, well, you know, those gays, they're just like long-tailed cats in a room full of rocking chairs. I'm like, yeah, well, the gays do want you to look at their butts. So, uh, <laughs> and I, if you I, touch them in the right space, they, they just, put a lift it up. So. Oh. I don't feel like the tail's the only they, thing that's long. I think they call that presenting. <laughs> it's like Tennessee Williams. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. What do you think was the first draft of that? Right. Like, uh, you know, let's... Uh, yeah, like, gays are like, we should burn them on a hot tin roof <laughs> with a cage. No, no. All right, all right. What about, like, let's chop some dicks off at an antique store? <laughs> are we? No? Okay. And unfortunately, they had no way in this movie, in this script, for her to, like, convince him or whatever. So they do the, the Christian movie out, which is, just pray about it. Eventually, you'll agree with me. It, 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 that's the way it's scripted. Anyway. Eventually, you'll get tired of not getting laid. Is really what she's <laughs> right. saying. Right? Just pray about it. Well, I want to say though. Yes. Are we done? Although I will say, throughout this movie, this woman is just begging yeah. to be fucked. She is oh begging God, her husband absolutely. to fuck. Him At one for... point in this particular scene, he said he's talking. She kind of ups him. She's like, "I know a story you can tell," and that's code for eat my pussy. Right. <laughs> That's like foot blocking both legs over here. We're going to town. <laughs> that is not always true. I got kicked off the moth. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, be careful what you uh, what you say around. <laughs> well, actually, no, don't, don't. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. I've, he's got a hell of a tongue. He's eating your pussy. <laughs> is that, is that what he presented it last night. <laughs> I did. Thanks. <laughs> so now we head back to the coffee shop so he can talk or uh, like be. A raging bigot some more. <laughs> Sorry, I had trouble with this one. And this is where he's going like, uh, well, do you really think people need to change their minds? And the guy's like, yes, we're not allowed to, like, have rights. So until then, I think people, and he's like, Psst. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Being kind of faggy about it, though. <laughs> and he says... Are you uncomfortable? And I don't know how this... The line was supposed to probably be, are you uncomfortable sitting across from a gay man? And he's like, no, not at all. But he goes, no, not at all! (laughs) I've been 
caught at the grocery store fucking a loaf of bread and pulled off a better performance than this actor does. I don't know what you're talking about. I fell. This is my lawyer's card. His name is Andrew Thomas. He represents my show, Atheistically Speaking. We're taking that name, damn it. That name's yeah. available now. I hear it's free. Yeah. Yes. So. Call us. Serious inquiries only, though. And <laughs> this all has to be cut. <laughs> we'll break Thomas's heart. So, yeah, so, and this is where we first hear that uh, disembodied cappuccino thing. And I thought, because apparently they're afraid we're going to forget that we're at a, uh, at a coffee shop. So once in a while, we just have to hear it. And what I thought, the first time I heard this in the middle of their goddamn conversation, is that Eli had somehow managed to go in and redub this thing while blowing into cottage cheese to a straw. <laughs> Which is what he does when we're recording. Again. I thought my cat ate something bad. Right? <laughs> so, and this is, okay, so the, what we learn in this uh, scene basically is that Morris isn't super comfortable around the gays and thinks they should burn in hell. And uh, Marcus thinks that's kind of bigoted. So he challenges him to a Bible-based debate on the morality of homosexuality for the rest of the movie. <laughs> And I will say, buckle like, your seatbelts, kids. Yeah, kid <laughs> oh, it's a puppy ride. <laughs> and, and, his, and, his, and his enticement for this is he's going to get the mayor off his back about all that adultery stuff. But he says he's he's having this argument, and he says, "I happen to be friendsly with the mayor." Friendsly. <laughs> hold on, let's talk about that too. What exactly do you have over the mayor? Where the mayor's like, "Yeah, I'm going to admit to adultery." <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you get gay out of adultery. Trouble. Gay adultery. Yeah, well, right. Well, they clearly make it seem like he's blowing. <laughs> golden showers. Yeah, golden there showers. Go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, fuck that shit. In for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> You got me. You fucking got me. <laughs> He's got all those newspapers in his office. It makes sense. The <laughs> shower thing. So now, now we've moved into an odd-numbered scene again. So it's time to go back home. Um, and Wait, which room? Because we get two. Yeah, well, yeah. right, right, yeah. This is the one with the ugly couch. And for some reason, they felt the need to introduce a new character in this scene that we'll never see again, never the buddy. Again. Oh, Snaggletooth Rick. Yeah, right, right. So that everyone else's teeth look normal. I yep. think that's the only function he served in Also, that. I think Rick is fucking April in a previous draft of this script. It, that would explain was, a lot. And that awkwardness was sort of just left in, you know? <laughs> yeah, so Tony is studying up on uh, Tony Morris, but I'm screwing you up because his, his name is Tony Morris, and I'm calling him both Tony and Morris. So Tony is studying up on Fagdom. Well, his buddy says, <laughs> his buddy's That's sitting there going it. like, I think you probably should just, um, you know, like tell people what time the parade is. Maybe it would be easier. He's like, no, my wife will never fuck me again if I don't say God hates fags. So. And then, of course, the wife shows up to, yeah, like awkwardly look at everyone like she's and this, and this was when she was. This was when she was dressed to the future. Is this the part where she was dressed from the future, where she's in the stripper heels? Yes, yeah. where yeah. she, where she is literally a fembot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "This is my Austin Powers Halloween." Co-. You know, at some point, like someone wanted to fuck this actress because they hadn't seen her litten from underneath the way we will at the end of this movie. So they were like, "Sure, a bathrobe and a nighty. What an appropriate thing for you to wear at home." <laughs> and heels. And heels. And heels. Inexplicably. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking like. 
and I spilts. Every yeah, and time spilts. She's, just, she's either holding them like, I could put these on, or she's putting them on. Those are the only two things. She's never wearing them. She's always just suggesting, like, they'll go in your ass just as easy as mine. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? And no, oh. they won't. <laughs> Not right. Not we speak right. truth to power here at God Awful Movies. <laughs> and she is the worst character in this movie, no? Oh, yeah. She's, the most, she, she's so proud here, too. She's like, oh, you're going to ungay the dude? You're going to fight him? She's like, oh, I, I got so many ideas. I got so many ideas. She's like going through the Bible. Yeah. Leviticus. They like, I don't want to ruin it. No, I'm going to tell you. They stone him to death. <laughs> so fun. Start studying. Awesome. She's like, yeah, read Corinthians. Corinthians, it's even anti-lesbian. <laughs> She's like trying, a friend trying to get you into the wire. She's like, I'm not going to... Okay, it's, it's great. Trust me. And, and of course, I guess he stayed up all night studying the gay. Um, it, or either that or he just passed out trying to make it two paragraphs into Corinthians. Because this is when we find him passed out on the couch. And he's covered in newspapers are all around <laughs> yes. him. They're crumpled up like he sheds them. Like they just <laughs> come off him. And at one point, he he moves over, his glasses fall, and then another ad, like a Coles ad, like he fell asleep jerking off to J.C. Penney. <laughs> oh my God, the late Brian catalog, guys, have you seen it? I'm just surprised it wasn't stuck to his stomach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like stuck. when you take silly putty in a comic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's on my belly! His wife, walks in, his wife walks in, she's like, oh, there's a sale on heels. <laughs> <laughs> she just walks in. Again, Tony. <laughs> Again. All right, so now we're going to head back to the coffee shop for the debate proper. And buckle in, y'all, because this scene is about 27 years long. There are two of these. And I want to point out that this was all done in one take, and it's not because they nailed it in one take. <laughs> so... So Tony sits down, Marcus is there, and he says, like, right off the bat, he's like, I just want you to know, I'm not a biblical scholar. I don't really know what the Bible says. It just, I just use it to justify hating you. So I might not have all of the answers. And to his credit, like, the, and again, the Christians wrote this fucking movie. The K character, Marcus, is being insanely nice throughout this entire thing. Like, they could have made him a dick if they wanted to. Which would have made sense. He's gay. <laughs> but you need two of them actually. why would you give this character the good yeah, arguments like, right. the bad version of these arguments is just like but we're gonna turn your kids gay you don't give one of your characters a Thomas Paine quote and the other one like a <laughs> but now you have poo poo on your face <laughs> Checkmate. Yeah. I, I, I do want to add to that. They write themselves into corners. Over and, and then, over again. And they, they do it like three or four times in the guy's response. And they wrote this movie, right? And the guy's like, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you wrote it. Like, this didn't actually happen. You know this was fiction. Well, right? And also, yeah, it's not a transcript. Right? <laughs> but also, and he says right, right away, he, the, the, the Christian guy says, well, you know, when the Bible talks about gayness, it doesn't focus on the individual, you know, because he wants to do the whole oh, yeah, love yeah, the yeah, sin yeah. or hate the sin thing. And I'm like, it tells you to kill them with rocks. <laughs> How much more individual could you get? Well, you, you only the kill them while they're doing it. You got like, if they oh, stop, it's like, it's like red light, green light. If they stop. <laughs> <laughs> But just as, 
but just to give you a, a serious idea how far they're going for this, because he says, well, can you read me the part in the Bible where it tells you not to be gay? And he reads Leviticus, but he stops right before the kill him with rocks thing. He goes all the way up to there, and you're like, he's going to fucking say it, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't say it. Because it's real awkward. <laughs> Marcus is kind of annoying, though. Like, he's the only person I've ever heard who uses quote-unquote while he's, while he's arguing. Yeah. I've never heard anybody do that. And the other thing, too, he, he has this, I don't know, he has this, he's, he is being nice, but it feels like a fake nice. So I think that they tried to work that in in some way. I'm not sure where they're going with any of this. I think you're overestimating this actor. <laughs> <laughs> this shall be my say, greatest he challenge. Say, he does say at one time, he says, is the, uh, he says isn't the Bible an, uh, antiquated? And I'm thinking, yeah, it's from fucking antiquity. Of course <laughs> it's <laughs> Well, and Marcus, the, the, the gay character is going like, well, doesn't it say something in there about how you should cut off a woman's hand if she grabs somebody by the balls? I mean, do we really think that that's it? And again, you didn't have to put that in your fucking movie. Because yeah. like, he doesn't have an answer for it. He's no. Like, that's super weird. I don't know about oh, that. Only the action of grabbing the balls. If, she, if you don't catch her at it, you got it. You grab the balls and hold them, and then I'll get, and then you're, it'll be hanging. I'm doing a great visual bit, but you didn't come. You look practiced. Yeah, I was going to say, hold on, hold on, let me, uh... This is not your first rodeo, buddy. This is not your first rodeo. I ride the subway, and you can't always get onto the things. <laughs> you just find a tall guy... It's not even an empty car. Or a yeah. guy who's not as strong as you. <laughs> There's people not as strong as you? It's harder than you think, but... The dead. <laughs> children. Phyllis Grandma. <laughs> dead children. And, and again... So after the... Tease. After the ball-grabbing passage, though, because so much of this movie, that clearly the message they're trying to send with this movie is they're trying to say to the people watching it, no, you should go out and tell gay people how horrible they are and they're going to burn in hell. Look how nice they'll be to you. And, <laughs> and, and of course, they're trying to present the arguments that you're likely to hear, right? So after the ball-grabbing thing, he's like, doesn't the Bible also tell you you should hit kids with sticks? And the fucking main character's like, well, yeah, of course you should hit him with stuff. Yeah. What else are you going to hit him with? Well, he doubles down on that shit. Yeah. Really. Well, you don't hit him real hard. <laughs> Were they <laughs> acting up? Then like, yes. Jesus. It's not like it's Duh. your wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my open hand. Open hand. <laughs> I just, I don't want to do this. <laughs> He's just become offended by his own joke and wants out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fuck. And this is this is like maybe my favorite part of the whole movie, where he's like he's 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 talking about the uh, reporter is saying like, oh yeah, I guess you're really caught in a catch twenty two because if you don't speak out about gay rights, then I have the line written out here, you'll be persecuted by the radical militant gays. (laughs) What do they glitter bombs everywhere? (laughs) It's fabulous. To be fair. Ari's here, and I can verify that's true. How is yours made exclusively of feather boas? This is lovely. This is where we get the argument that uh, gay sex is kind of like Russian roulette also. Yes. Russian roulette. So, by the way, if you're not picturing Christopher Walken deer deer hunter scene with dicks instead of guns, (laughs) you should be at this point. I'm always picturing that. (laughs) Three penises. Mow, mow. Yeah. I've never 
have a picture of anything else. All right, uh, it's good. Just, Good. Yeah, so we, yeah, we get Pascal's wager with a dirty, hairy twist to it. <laughs> and then, okay, so the so then the gay character says, okay, but what about all of the uh, gay Christian musicians? Like, that's the next logical question for you? That's your here's, counter-argument to him? Here's what came up for me at that line. I was like, who is convinced by that line so often that they were like, guys, we got to address the gay Christian magicians. <laughs> Did you say magician? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to saying that word. That's a little Freudian slip, buddy. <laughs> so his response is, oh, no, there's one guy who says he used to be gay and now runs a will shock your gay away camp. You should Google him. Yeah. And then turns to Cameron's like, yes, you should. <laughs> Phone wait, number wait. on the And then he says, because now he's got nine kids. And you're like, well, nine kids? He can't be gay now. Yeah. Uh, but also, this is where he starts to give his sort of like evolutionary argument. Because he, he goes like, he, the, the, the gay dude is going like, well, I don't know if I believe in God because, you know, I can't see him. Again, all Christian movies think that's our only fucking problem. We're like, the world doesn't exist now. <laughs> Nobody came to the show. <laughs> Why did no one come? <laughs> so he goes, he goes, well, you can't see bacteria or viruses with your senses, can you? Now, first of all, <laughs> yes, you just can. well, the largest bacteria are visible to the naked eye, and secondly, what the fuck do you think we're putting up to that microscope? <laughs> <laughs> and and we can't see God because we haven't invented a macroscope. Is yeah, that what? the argument? <laughs> I guess. What the fuck does that even mean? Someone invents a theoscope, which is just like a tube with a picture of Jesus at the end. <laughs> Now are you convinced? <laughs> proof. <Yeah. laughs> Fucking proof. So, and also, I, oh, God, this was so painful. This was probably the hardest part to watch. The part where he's going like, but aren't gay pride parades really just an opportunity? This is the actual fucking line. Aren't they just an excuse for your people to flaunt themselves? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of flaunting going on. Well... Yeah, and basically he's going like, hey, look, if you want people to take you seriously, maybe you shouldn't dress so gay. Yeah. <laughs> His response is, if you want rights, tone it down. <laughs> yeah, he also says something like, I like my town. I hate to see something bad happen. You're like, that's just, like, what is a threat? Like, Very it's clearly a threat. It's just like a homo tornado. <laughs> In the 1940s, this guy totally would have been like, I mean, look, here's the thing. We don't want to put you on the trains, but it's always like, good, good. Maybe you just buy what people are selling for the price they're offering it for. And this never becomes an issue. That's what I'm saying. That's your so many more. I'm out. The right to hate Hebes. So racist. And again... (laughs) And again, like, again, the gay character has the perfect line where he's just like, have you ever met other gay people were they were they wearing like nothing but fireman boots and a fucking g-string maybe uh maybe we just dress normal day to day and uh and and then and then he's like well do you expect me to judge all christians by the westboro baptist church 
Like, again, why do you give that guy such a good line? I, yeah, his counter-arguments are better than the initial argument. It's like, you wrote this movie! Right! Why? <laughs> You're doing the worst job. The well, worst job. And also, I'd like to point out that the gay character here doesn't, like, point out that maybe there's a difference between, like, equivocating between dressing gay and protesting at military funerals about how much you hate gay people. Like, like those are equivalent offenses somehow. Of like pointing that out, he goes, and I quote, you can't put all gay men in a little box. I'm like, yeah, that's what makes them gay. Yeah. If they like a box. Yeah. Challenge accepted. It's the right to believe. to believe. Now you know why we brought Andrew out. By the way, he does this when we're not doing a live show either. You guys miss out on so much good visual humor. It's your fault for not being there. <laughs> I'm always doing the podcast. You know what's, what's crazy? What's crazy is the, how it's filmed too. Like when, when you learn how to film a scene, like they, they normally say there's a 180 degree rule, which can be broken, but they normally keep the, the, the camera on one side and they sort of film. The camera's all over the fucking place. Like it's in a fucking plant at one point. We'll get down. It's like security cam footage. It's like they put it on, they suspended from a string and spun the fucking thing. It's well, all over the goddamn and place. This actually comes in later, but the whole time they're having this conversation, there's this guy like sitting in the back. Oh, yeah. And this actually he's supposed to be here, but you don't know it at this point. So and he's just constantly looking. He's <laughs> filming a movie. <laughs> What's going on here? There's a lot of hate speech going on here. <laughs> Can I get in on that? What's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I like that. That's As my, we learn. My thing. And also, I love this part, too, because he goes, just when you're thinking to yourself, damn, I think we've just peaked in insanity, Tony goes, there's another important factor that you haven't considered here. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> I blocked that out of my memory, man. How badly did you guys want the camera to pick? Because we just panned from the guy in the yeah. corner. I wanted it to pan to the devil and him to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Closes his laptop where he's working on his screenplay. <laughs> so much mime. That's why you should come to the show. This is this is the point. This is the point where they're, they're talking about. Uh, he's talking about how you would stop a person from going yes. uh-huh. to Hollywood. He's he he sort of tricks the guy into doing it. He says, mm. "How would you stop?" John from getting to Hollywood if that was his... his if you were an invisible were an demon invisible lord demon, of hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally could, legitimate question. Right? <laughs> stop someone from getting to Hollywood. Yeah, turn Toledo into a six-story giant fuckable pussy. There we go! Right? Nobody gets past Toledo. Attach water. <laughs> Nobody gets past Toledo. Attach water park. Yeah. yeah. Water sports. Oh, huh? There you go. Trump will be there. He'll be there. I'll tell you what, if it's too dry, no one plays. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> What, is it B-Y-O-W? The no. worst slide ever. The worst slide ever. So I'm just glad that this wasn't a joke about the kid dying on the water slide. I, I, I was sure that's where we were going. We've got so, time, Noah. Congratulations. Time. So, yeah, so he explains that Challenge the devil accepted. made Marcus love it. That's your four. So, yeah, so he suggests that Marcus should get himself a good devil condom, and then finally 
Marcus leaves so we can get out of this goddamn scene. Now, I don't think we've really given you a sense of how long it was. If we just sat here in stony fucking silence for 30 minutes, you'd get a sense of how bored we were by the time this thing finally came to a close. He says, he says at one point, he says, you know, like, why don't we just meet back up tomorrow and mm. let's do this again? I'm like, tomorrow? Do you people have fucking jobs? <laughs> what are you, podcasters? Hey. <laughs> He's a professional homosexual. <laughs> Promo. Oh, nice. Uh, but I just, before we leave the scene, is this the scene where he cries? No, no, that's no, no, the next. No, no. The okay, next I'm so excited. Minutes. Sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Much oh, like that yeah. water park had to to that kid's parents. <laughs> See, you still weren't ready. You weren't ready. It's been nice. It's been good. I just, I just opened that wide open. Dead kids are hilarious. So, now it's an odd-numbered scene. <laughs> So, and apparently all that gay bashing just has him all tuckered out because when we meet him, he's just like, oh, yeah. these fags, I gotta tell you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like he overheated his brain. Yeah. <laughs> right. he's, just like, he's like, oh my God, cool it down. Cool it down. He's got like a wet paper towel over his head. Also, we've already been in this living room like eight times, but yet they f- still feel the need to give us the same establishing shot every time we go back to the house. Like we wouldn't that figure that out. That dollar couch isn't going to buy itself, yeah. man. you got to justify <laughs> Got it at Kohl's. And this uh, is where the horrible wife gets mad that they're calling him Marcus now by yeah. his first name. Yeah. She's like, oh, were we not? I thought we were calling him that faggot. Yeah. <laughs> we agreed. So yeah, that's also, that's a, she's also privy to knowledge that she shouldn't have because that, that, that conversation about... Yo, don't call me Marcus. Happened at the coffee shop. So how the fuck would she? Yeah, he's know? like, I'm not calling you Marcus. I'm staying Mr. Fry. I'm not stupid. That I would turn gay. If yeah. I used <laughs> you're tricking me. Tag, you're gay. That's how this power. works. Don't use his name. Names are power. <laughs> nice try. They say your name three times, and you appear behind them like Candyman. <laughs> but what you're doing behind them is very different from Candyman. But Curbs you still gotta call him Candyman. <laughs> you guys should read my Candyman erotic fan fiction. <laughs> It is intense <laughs> and racist. <laughs> On sale at the merch table. So, and then suddenly we get, this is so amazing, we get the title track, the, um, the theme song, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, right to believe music kicks in. Oh, this is the pajama party. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So we have a montage of him studying up on gayness again. Without a computer. Well, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, he's no. got a computer, and this is their idea of a montage, okay? He's on his computer typing. They show it from over on this angle, and, and then, then this angle, the other. and then this angle, and then this angle. And That's a fucking montage. And he's mouthing the words he's typing. He yes. can't just type. He's like... <laughs> so stupid. But at least he's wearing Superman pajama pants. <laughs> Who yeah. wears Superman pajama pants in your own house? Fucking take your pants off like a man. <laughs> Why are you wearing pants in your own house? So I mean, oh, Eli doesn't true. even do that on stage. Fuck so yeah, wearing pants now. He's also reading a bunch of stuff, and you you get a shot at one at one point, and it's he's fucking printed web pages yes. out, and he's reading. He's got a computer right in front, and he's reading printed web pages. He's got the I, fucking menu up there. I wanted the montage to end and for him to just like have a dick circled with a bunch of thread. <laughs> just a big old butt. He's got Goatsy right in the center and then <laughs> he's leading 
to it. Also, we should point out during this montage how hard this Christian music artist thinks he rocked right to believe. <laughs> Is the right to believe? <laughs> you know, everybody was double high fiving at the end of that take. Oh, one oh, take, amazing. awesome man! Whoa! Why I never heard the '70s rock setting on Casio <laughs> sound so good. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. This is also the point where she walks in. Right at the end of the scene, she walks in with the Bible. She's got a post-it note on it. She sets it down. Then she kind of walks away. Then she comes back and she says, you should read it. It's a, you should read 1 Corinthians (laughs) chapter 6, verse 9. And I was like, 69, dude. (laughs) (laughs) She was... She's like, yeah, just read Labia 1 and 2. (laughs) Maybe I'll find the hidden book of Clitoris. (laughs) Allegedly. Nobody's found the hidden book of Clitoris. (laughs) You've only found the Dead Sea Scrolls. (laughs) That's what they called that kid at the water park. (laughs) Ching, gotta go. I gotta go. Ching. You should be ashamed. I believe you issued him a challenge. What the fuck? I believe Andrew's given me the wrap it up and have a talk with Eli sign here. So, and of course we quit. He just quit. (laughs) (laughs) Just turned in his badge like Officer Maxim back here. So yeah, I do believe we do have to take a break here because we're about to jump into another thirty-minute scene, and I'm going to need a minute. So uh, let me give Act Three the hard sell here. Will Tony ungay Marcus? Will anyone lick that poor woman's clit? <laughs> Will Tom and Eli cut the tension and just fuck already? <laughs> I want to point out, I wrote that line before Eli and Tom kissed at the VIP dinner. Oh, you should have got VIP fun. tickets! I could bring the table back out if you He's guys very have. scratchy. <laughs> Gentility is not a virtue! <laughs> Oh, it's so hard to get back into my thing now. So, after the edit, this is going to sound flawless. Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the lingering conclusion of The Right to Believe. Thank you. Welcome to Pequod's Pizza, the best in Chicago. What can I get for you? Uh, yeah, I'd like a uh, personal pizza, please, with peppers and onions. Okay, great. One personal pizza, two toppings. Can you come by tomorrow around uh, 7 p.m.? Tomorrow, 7 p.m., yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's about 4 o'clock now. So we'll have it ready by tomorrow night at uh, 7. Cool? No, not cool. That's... That's fucking insane. I want it now. <laughs> I'm assuming this is your first time here in Chicago? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we can't just cook your pizza and serve it to you. First of all, we're ordering parts from a supplier. That stuff is not going to even arrive till tomorrow morning. Plus, we have to get our carpentry guy to carve the moving pallet into a circle. That's a few hours right there. Then... We gotta hijack a ragu truck. It's a whole thing. When, when do you think? Jesus, it, it's not. Oh, fuck. I, I can, can I wait here? Absolutely. There's a full-length cricket match starting now. If you want to just relax at the bar. Twenty-seven hours later. And here's your pizza, sir. Pepperoni and onions. Uh, I, I ordered peppers and onions, not 
Not pepperoni. Uh, okay, no problem. No problem. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, we're off for MLK Day. How does Tuesday sound? 7 p.m. Tuesday. I hate your entire fucking city. You know, when watching a movie like Right to Believe, we can't help but imagine how it should have gone. So with that in mind, we give you the god-awful movie's version of how it should have gone. So, so, so wait, you accused the mayor of adultery and then printed an uncredited, unverified quote from him about it? Yes. Well, well, you're fired. I mean, I mean, I'm fired too. I guess I, I approved it, so we're fired. I need you to cover this gay pride parade. Uh, well, what if I'm too Christian to do it? Too, too Christian to write a story about the gay pride parade? Yeah. Uh, then you're fired. So before you tell me about your so-called gay pride day, uh. Why should you be proud of being gay? That's incredibly inappropriate, and I'm going to get you fired. Yep, yep, you are totally fired. You see, I wrote two different stories. One that you asked me to write, and one about me asking this guy about whether or not he's going to hell. Uh-huh, that's good. So, uh, that second one goes in the garbage, and, uh, and you're fired. This has been How It Should Have Gone. So good. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for more of this shit. And for what it's worth, listeners at home, the live audience missed you while you were gone. (laughs) All right. So now it's time to break that line flubs kept in a single scene record that they set before the break. (laughs) So it's time to go back to the coffee shop for another, and I timed this one, another, I shit you not, 34-minute scene of nothing but fucking homophobia, and and, and, and it's the worst, because it's like the guy goes just like, well, isn't it true that you guys all have the AIDS? And the gay guy's like, well, we do, a lot of us have some AIDS. (laughs) It's so painful. This is where you really start getting the, oh, you're moving both sides of this chessboard, aren't you, kind of stuff. Is this where he starts just doing... Yes, yes. When they said, he just fucking... In time with me. The whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so he comes up and he he goes like, hey, can you read me that Bible quote about we shouldn't sin anymore? And then Tony's like, yeah, yeah, here's this, here's the Bible quote. And he goes, oh, really? We shouldn't sin. And he hands the guy the envelope. He hands the reporter this envelope. Says, so you shouldn't sin. He looks at the envelope. He goes, where'd you get this? Now, I thought... It's pictures of him fucking the mayor, right? That's the oh, that's the adult one. That's, that's, that's why he couldn't provide the source. He was like, "Wait, who was the mayor cheating on his wife with?" And he's like, "Oh, crazy! This guy tried to fit me in a box at the water park." I wouldn't again. So, but it turns out that what we've actually got here is Tony's divorce papers. You see, Tony had committed adultery once in his life and got divorced. And so the gay guy is saying, see, what you did is as evil as the thing I did when you cheated on your wife. That was as evil as me having consensual sex with another gay man. Just as bad. 
<laughs> I, I gotta say too, like I love that they don't even address the fact that divorce is mentioned in the Bible as a great big fucking right, no-no. Right. It's like why you got divorced? Fuck it doesn't matter. You're not allowed to do it at all. But they're like, well, I want the option. Let's not take that option. Yeah, right. And I gotta say, I can sympathize. The table, right? I'm right there. <laughs> like I don't, you know. Here we go. Well, but the, but the big thing is, is he like no? The reporter's like no, no. It's completely different because when I sinned, I said I'm sorry to my head. <laughs> and I forgave me. So I'm good. I guess it's still going to happen. And then I, this is when I started thinking, who the fuck is this movie for? Gay fundamental biblical literalists? <laughs> who the hell was supposed to watch this thing? Just one guy watches the movie. Oh. <laughs> well, bats still are birds. <laughs> Sassy birds. <laughs> Birds who wear fur. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is also where he's going like, well, hey, now, I mean, the, the gay guy's going like, hey, you know, I mean, I, I'm a good person. I do good things. I, I, I keep most of the commandments, which is not the same as being a good person or doing good things. But that's, and of course, it, this guy's Christian, so he's got to go, nope, doesn't count. Doing good shit, doesn't matter. You got to say you're sorry to Jesus. I expected him to get side tackled by Ray when he said he was a good person. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you ever thought about fucking somebody? You ever stole a candy bear? <laughs> you ever say GD? Yeah, exactly. He does say at this point, he's like, well, churches, are, aren't they reconsidering their position? And yeah. I was like, yeah, well, they're, they're putting the kid on top now. Oh, <laughs> they stopped doing that because they started running away, so now you just got to lay on them, like, <laughs> like the water park, you know? Like the water park. Well, It's the right to believe. <laughs> For the listeners at home, the follow, the preceding one minute was very funny. <laughs> Should have come to the show. So now we have to like we have to have the no one's born gay moment. So he has to go like uh, he goes he turns to the gay guy. He's like, so when did how did you know you were gay? It's like I had a penis in my mouth and I thought this you know is small. <laughs> yeah, and he responds with, well, let me guess, you don't think people are born gay, and that's punctuated by, like, a steaming milk cum fart. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's, like, equivalent to jingling keys. Oh, I can't hear you on the cappuccino machine. <laughs> but he goes, like, he's like, well, you know, I mean, I, people aren't born gay. I, I've never heard of the science finding the gay gene. And I'm like, well, then you're well, not... That- XQ28 on the X chromosome? Yeah, that's it. That's the one, yeah. yeah, yeah so. more, it's related. Well, I don't read a lot of science, so just like the Old Testament, I don't understand it, it doesn't count. Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually wrote the script, and I just wrote... Okay, all right. Well, and this is also where we learn that Marcus, the, 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 the gay character, we learn that his parents disowned him for being gay. In this movie that's trying to present that, no, gay people aren't oppressed, and nah, 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 nah. you guys are just being too whiny about shit. Even in that movie, they're like, yeah, my parents won't talk to me anymore, and it's very, <laughs> it's very difficult for to, me. To which the protagonist of the movie is like, they must really love you. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what he says? I wish your people could discern the difference between hate yeah. and love disguised as hate or hate disguised as love. It actually doesn't matter. No. I don't yeah, remember. It doesn't matter which way it goes. It literally makes no difference. No. Because yeah. it's awful. 
And one other thing at this point, I just want to remind everybody, this is when the extremely ominous, slow-motion, very attractive man walks in. Sit. This is important. He, like, looks I have him down as Mini Heath, by yeah. the way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you. And, um, I wrote him in as Nosferatu 2 out of 10. <laughs> And the, and, the, and the movie wants to make damn sure we notice this because it just cuts away from the middle of the conversation or whatever and like focuses entirely on this guy like this framing for just yeah. a second like guys guys and he's like this will pay off soon <laughs> not that soon no no we still got 29 minutes of this scene so the, so the guy's going like you know like well I know nobody's born gay there's no gay gene and the gay guy go, goes okay so you're disagreeing with all of medical science all of social science all the psychiatrists the Kinsey Institute and the guy goes the Kinsey Institute I'm like can we talk about the first three yeah can we go back to no, all no, of no, medical no. science too but he just attacks Kinsey yeah. with crazy like not even any, he's just like oh Kinsey Kinsey said it was okay to fuck a dog if it turned inside out on your birthday <laughs> What, are they going to Google the shit I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> he just cover himself in newspapers trying to figure out if it's true. That's the thing. Like, the guy, you can say anything. He's like, I don't know what to do. Like, newspapers all over. But he, it's literally the definition of ad hominem. He's not like, and here's why Kinsey was wrong. He's right. just like, Kinsey was gross. Yes. <laughs> yep. And, yep. and this, here's how bad he was. He's like, Kinsey has done almost as much to destroy our society as Charles Darwin. Yes! At which point I wrote in my notes, one hour and eight minutes into this movie, Noah and Cecil will kill themselves. <laughs> he... This is up to us. Well, well, the other thing, too, is that after explaining that Charles Darwin has ruined society and evolution is wrong, he then goes on to use the bullshit evolutionary argument and go, I don't see how gayness actually works to, to, to help out with uh, evolution. And Can't like, make a baby by rubbing Peters. Yes. <laughs> Which is basically Pretty exactly what he says. says. Yeah. And the- but, and then Marcus is like, well, a gay man can artificially inseminate a lesbian woman. Yeah. But, I mean, or just regular inseminate. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. What do you think fertility doctors are doing? Like, talking to the gay sperm to be like, don't be so gay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He might have to think about something else, but I mean, come on, imagination. Like, oh, it's wet. <laughs> are we in a vagina? Gross. I am not going in a little box. <laughs> so, it's like an old, thick monkey's mouth. <laughs> what is... What the... That's not what it's like? What? Okay, ladies. That's, that's Anna leaving the room, by the way, uh, at this moment, in case Just you're curious. What? And, and and you can put a banana in there though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you there are similarities. That's how you get an infection. <laughs> that is not how I got that infection, damn it. <laughs> Sick and tired of you guys spreading that rumor. So not that one. <laughs> oh, the other. Yeah, that is how I got that one. Yeah, my bad. My bad. So. And now it's time for the portion of the film where we argue that gay people target children. Uh. Yay, it's so much fun. What a fun movie. Yeah. 
fun and, movie time. At this point, you know, and, and I, I, this, it seems very obvious where they're going here. It's not where they're going. But then the gay character starts talking about how he himself was molested into the gayness. Oh, it's like it, well, and when he starts it off, he's like, you know, I went to Catholic church all my life, and I'm like, okay, all right, no, I see where this is going. He's like, when I was 14 years old, I'm like, yeah, I see where we're going. He goes, I was molested by a guy who went to our church. I'm like, that's the priest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not just a guy that goes there. But yes, the the movie now is going to spend five minutes arguing that gays are molested into it by the predatory gays. Yeah, no kidding. I, I I I tried to write some jokes, but I'm like, fuck. Because that's that. how you decide what genitals you like is which ones raped you, right? Like, oh, that was great. Well, that was better than I thought. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna be so good. It was, it's a good test. It's a good test. I'm gonna drag that one into the shopping yeah, cart. I, I like thought that it like pussy <laughs> raped by that dick. So it's like, yeah, all right, dick it is. So fucking who? <laughs> Visual joke for all you at home. So, now that we've learned that molestation is to gayness as cancer moms are to atheism, we can move on to We've the... actually got a good sampling here. And, and clap! It, did your mom die of cancer and that's why you came to the show tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah! Someone in our audience is willing to clap for their mother dying of cancer. Thank you. Well, there's some uranium under your so seat. Proud. <laughs> It's now a race. <laughs> so now it is the time of the movie where we are going to suggest gay conversion therapy mm-hmm. by name. He actually lists a couple. Well, you can check this website and this website. I went to his websites, by the way. They're there. Killing people. Um, yeah. And Did it say, welcome back, Noah? He says, <laughs> <laughs> that is the only gay-related site that doesn't say that, actually. So he says, <laughs> we have your password stored. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> He types G into the thing, and Google doesn't come up. Gay conversion therapy. <laughs> that that is Google for some people. So he, he, the, the the gay conversion therapist he mentions is Dennis Jernigan. I did a quick Google on this. This is a guy who campaigned against hate crime laws and was eventually kicked out of his own homophobic church for supporting violent repression of homosexuality in Jamaica. So even the gay conversion therapists are going like, this guy's a bit of an asshole. (laughs) Look, we'll shock a teenager until they play pretend, but this guy's wacky. (laughs) That's like Eli being offended by something, right? Just like, made some mistakes. And also, he strongly suggested this point, he was like, well, you know... Heterosexual men like myself deal with the same desire to have sex with men that you do. Uh, no, no, you're you're just gay, dude. That's you're <laughs> bi. I mean, one with you, but but you're not. Yeah, boy, do I have a problem solution for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's the red to believe. The red to believe. It's the red to believe. <laughs> You should have come to the live show. I don't know how gay sex works, so at the end there, I was just rubbing. I, that's curious. <laughs> well, you put your you put your face into the other woman's boobs and just move it back. And we learned forth. that the hard way. Yeah, exactly. Now we can't be on Ellen. So <laughs> that's not why. Um, so now he's going to jump into the fine tuning arguments, but he doesn't. He doesn't know how they work. Not at so all. So he's just going, well, you know, if there wasn't gravity, then um, 
God wouldn't be able to, um, you wouldn't be able to be gay, and there is, so, God. <laughs> he says the earth would have been stillborn if gravity, <laughs> is the, weren't, these, weren't those the exact yes, words? Yes, uh, If gravity was slightly different, the earth would have been stillborn. I think, I think he meant Tim Tebow, but. <laughs> similar. Do you understand if gravity had been slightly different, the earth would have not survived that water slide? <laughs> All right. Oddly enough, that line punctuated by another cum fart. Yeah, yeah, right no, in. it is, it is. Now, I, I have to read you this one verbatim, okay? This is the actual lines in the movie. He goes, the, the uh, Tony, the reporter goes, where did the law of gravity come from? To which the Marcus goes, I'm not an astrophysicist. To which Tony says, checkmate, homosexuals. <laughs> Those are the actual fucking lines. Like I, I had already written that down as a joke in my like, goddamn right. notes. And Tipping what, the king over. You got me. What did he think was going to happen? Like I'm not a checkmate. Well, now I like pussy. All right. That's, all right. That's, well, that's, now I'm very, there. I'm very excited that you can defeat a homosexual just by not knowing knowing anything that they don't know. Yeah. Right. That's right. going to be great. I'm just going to be like Ari. How many fingers? <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> You have to have sex with me now. <laughs> and then he and then he argues. Does that work? I meant Wait, that, that I had to have no, sex it with. Does, it does not work. Okay, does we'll not find work. out. We'll find out. You damn naysayer. <laughs> I'm so glad naysayer. I just need to work once. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Noah. You're Eli. So, I have a story about that one. And of course, this is where he also argues that, uh, that, that Christians are just as mocked and persecuted as gay people are. Now, be, I will say they're, they're, they story, tend bro. to be mocked by a higher class of people. Like they, <laughs> they get well mocked. I wrote in my notes at this point. I was like, to be fair, I don't think there's a podcast where you just make fun of random gay guys, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how their live shows do. Well, and he's going like, he's talking about, he's like, um, you know, well, is, was it really that bad back in the day? I mean, getting drugged behind a truck is cheaper than Uber. <laughs> like, oh, oh, Eli safer. does it, though, wow. I see. There's an app for that. <laughs> Noah just got his second one ever. Yeah. There's someone here whose name is really close to Matthew Shepard. I was really nervous about doing that. <laughs> So, and then he's like, yeah, well, the gay guy's like, no, you know, it's just really hard dealing with judgmental assholes like you. He's like, hey, I haven't judged you at all. I just judged your gayness. (laughs) You, I give it an eight. (laughs) (laughs) The Russians are always much harsher. (laughs) That's a deep cut about gymnastics. There's someone at home right now who's like, oh my God. Gymnastics is good, is good, but is not deep. You know, it's not. <laughs> Penetrate, no. Turns out that Tom does a voice. Awesome. <laughs> so. Oh God, all my notes from here on are just like, wow, this is impossibly disgusting. Um, okay, yeah. So now we are 85 minutes into this film, and suddenly the guy remembers that he's supposed to be interviewing this guy about a gay pride parade. Because, like, the gay character goes, like, so, you know, we've been talking for, like, two days, and you've never even asked me what day it was on, so, uh... It was yesterday! (laughs) Yeah, right! (laughs) Asshole! (laughs) 
So, and just when you thought you were, we were going to get out of this scene, you know, because they're like, okay, well, this has been real fun. I have to go put my penis in a man or something, whatever it is that we do. <laughs> the way I end most conversations. <laughs> you want to get a telemarketer off the phone? <laughs> But it's, but it's not going to be that easy for us because this is the point of the movie. Okay, so the, 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 the very attractive mini Heath that came in earlier, they go to leave. This is the part where he pulls out a gun, which I will give you a million dollars, by the way, if that is a prop gun. That's a real goddamn gun. Absolutely a real gun. That was the easiest day of shooting. They were like, so we need to get a gun, and everyone was like, I have one! <laughs> Just in case filming didn't go now, know what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> All of a sudden, Fringe it turns on the, into flag. the beginning of the third act of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so apparently, this homophobe has shown up to kill the gay guy because he overheard him talking about gayness earlier. And the reason this scene is here is so that the the reporter can step in and say, "Hey, I don't agree with this because this movie felt the need to clarify at this point that it did not agree with murdering gay people, and it did." <laughs> right? Like, if it hadn't had this scene, you would have been curious. That was one of the pieces of feedback they got from their test audience. It was like, we feel like you're kinda murdering gay people. And they were like, we can fix that. We can fix that in post. <laughs> also, we should point out that uh, Heath, Vampire Heath, he's like, one of them killed my brother! And I, I pictured, like, piranhas. Gabe just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, his brother was aged by a gay... And I want to point this out, and I have both Tom and Cecil as witnesses here. For some reason, spell check does not underline AIDS if, if and only if it is followed by by a gay. Right? That's true. Right? That's true. That's true. It's got it here twice. AIDS by a gay? Fine. Nothing. Just AIDS? AIDS by a gay is the much less popular sequel to Touched by an Angel, in case you guys don't know. It did not do well. How do we not have crazy billionaire money at this point? Bad touched by an angel. That's why you got to put him in the box. So, oh, oh, this is this is also where he has that spectacular joke, right? Oh where, where God, like, yeah. He goes like you know, the the murdery guy goes like, "Hey, are are you willing to die for this queer?" And he goes, "Are you willing to die for him?" I hear the electric chair is quite a shock. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And then they high five, like, yes, pun! Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> and I want to point out. You're gonna get killed, but I nailed that. <laughs> that's not an expression, first of all. Secondly, if it was, they'd be talking about electricity, so that doesn't count as a fucking joke. But yeah, apparently he's using that powerful pun based humor. He has moved the, uh, the murderer away. So the, the murderer guy walks away. Oh, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because before he walks away, he starts off with a gun, and then he... The gun starts shaking like he's being electrocuted while holding it. <laughs> he couldn't shoot anything at the end. It's just fucking... Yeah, like a stormtrooper over amazing. there. Yeah. And, when he, and when he walks away, like he's, he's got the gun, and he's holding it, and he shakes, and then he, the door's over there, and he kind of just goes... <laughs> and by like, the way... Like a toddler with his fucking hands full. <laughs> He jog walks to safety. He does. And it, like he's like mall walking. He's the one with the gun. Yeah. Why is, what is he afraid of? And it is very important that you note that in the background yes. of this scene, yes. there is an old woman reading. Yes. 
who reacts to none of this. The yeah. entire... <laughs> the entire scene, she's just like... Now they're murdering more gays over there, Bob. Well, but you know, that's... that's... I think that one's a four. <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> But it's entirely in keeping with whatever the fuck is going on in this town. The mayor's an adulterer. There's a murder trial going on. People are walking around the coffee shop fucking brandishing weapons. And everyone's just like, yeah, that's what happens in the fucking Twilight Zone that we live in. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> fucking whatever. I mean, that kid can fucking throw you in the cornfield with his mind. Who knows? <laughs> she might as well, like, shush him like a librarian. Like, guns out. Like, shh. Can you? <laughs> this what was a you nice coffee shop, huh? This used to be such a nice coffee shop. Yeah, apparently she has seen some shit. She is completely unfazed by this. And so, and, and so is everyone else, by the way. Everyone, nobody's calling the cops here or anything. Nobody's, like, following the guy and saying, you know, he's probably just going to go to where there's another gay person and kill him. <laughs> Guys, I mean... Uh, no, they, they, the, the, the scene ends with them like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll see you later, bro. Can I get a hug? And he's like, no, you're fucking yeah. gay. Yeah, uh, no. uh, uh, Literally, stay on the fucking hugs, bro. Yeah. Literally, he goes, wow, you just saved my life. I mean, can I hug you? And again, in any sane universe, he goes, of course. And Christians are great, but dun -dun. he's just like, oh, gross, that's how I catch it. Uh -uh. <laughs> Nice try. That's why I won't let you use my name, and that's why I won't let you hug me. Now, but I, it, now, I puzzled the fuck over this for quite a while, and I realized what it is, right? Again, this movie is for Christian bigots, and it's to try to convince them that they should go out there and tell all the gay people about how they're going to burn in hell and, and get stoned to death and everything. And this part of the movie was there to say, you won't have to touch them. If you, you don't have to if you no. don't want Yeah, exactly. You can still yeah. not touch them even if you do save their souls. But if you shake their hand, can it linger for an unpleasant amount of time? <laughs> I know. Can it, can they just, shake hands. Can we just shake hands and yeah. lock eyes and be real <laughs> fucking weird? We're not going to hug, but... Right? <laughs> right? Uh, that's a for later, right? Like, it's like... And it's the crazy... <laughs> and it's the... It's the craziest handshake in the world. It's like two guys from the 1940s both trying to get into a speakeasy, but neither of them knows they're the bouncer. He's doing it. It's just, it's like... <laughs> Nailed it. Am I in? Did I get in? It was, all, it was that, but about nine minutes long. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, yeah, I've got written here, how, how you wish the conversation actually went, the movie. <laughs> and now, this is where we meet th the lesbian Terminator from the future. Give because me your clothes! <laughs> <laughs> so after, the, after uh, Marcus leaves and, and Tony's just sitting there, the barista shows up, comes up, and she is a lesbian, and you can tell... A gay barista? Oh my God. Yeah, right? What's what the, the world coming to? <laughs> And you can tell she's a lesbian because there are spikes on her stuff. Right? That's how you... Yeah, like glued on. Like, they're not even yeah. all sticking up. They were just no. like, metal spikes, and le that's lesbian. There yep. you go. <laughs> and, you know, I want to point out, too, she's clearly missing several of them. Like, they fell off. Yeah, right. over. They're just like, they'll know she's a lesbian. She's still got a bunch of them on there. How oh, lesbians look like Koopa Troopas? <laughs> gotta throw a turtle at him or something. Do we need to put a scene in the movie where Mario doesn't jump on her head so that they don't know we don't hate them? So, 
Uh, no, but apparently she's been listening in on their how bad is the gay conversation for the last couple of days. So she comes up and she says, I was listening to all of that stuff. Do you happen to have a pamphlet about that or something? Ask no one ever about well, anything. Hold on. She says, do you have a pamphlet on how to get to heaven? And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I got one of those. Hang on. Yeah, it's the only other thing. Stop fucking, fucking dudes. <laughs> it's the only thing, other thing in his giant fucking bag. Yeah, right. It's to fucking rummage around in it for a minute, and then he pulls it out. I wanted him to pull out a file of facts, and he's like, how to get to heaven, how to get to heaven, how to get to heaven. Ooh, I've got how to get to Helinski. <laughs> how to get to heaven. How to get to heaven? <laughs> he means, I love it. He means Helsinki, who, by the way. Earlier in the movie, he's so Christian, he's using his Christianity to get out of work, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm such a dick. Um, <laughs> See, he reads the notes, and that's how he knows. <laughs> so, um... so basically, less of the movie. There's three choices. You can be a murderer. You can be gay, or you can be the happy medium of Christian. Yeah, it's like the options in life. That's the movie. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, apparently she's all about some gay conversion therapy because you know lesbians all wish they wanted the dick. And now, I've seen thirty-six minutes later, that scene ends, and it's an odd number scene next. So. <laughs> It is. So we head back to the house, and this is where uh, his wife is, like, reading the story he wrote, and she's going, starts at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Hmm. Nothing, <laughs> nothing in here about, uh, about God sending them all to hell and burning them in fire, is there? I think we need to do this again. <laughs> you just throw a fire. Do it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually says, she's like, now what's more? And he's like, but honey, if I turn in a story about how awful and terrible gay people are, I'll lose my job. She's like, well, what's more important, your job or homophobia? Homophobia. Yeah, homophobia. <laughs> Kicks yes, a piece please. of gravel while they're yeah. indoors. That's a sin. Yeah, exactly. And look, okay, so here's the thing. And we say this constantly in these movies. All you have to do is switch out the fucking nouns. Imagine that... The reporter goes to, like, write about the Christmas parade and instead writes an entire story about how Christianity is fucking stupid. Like, he'd, he'd be right, I mean, at least in his story. But again, they could very easily see why, oh, that's persecution, isn't it? But somehow they're not getting it this time around. Then it would be the no illusions story. <laughs> we are not welcome back at that newspaper. <laughs> then that's kind of how it all started for me. And now this is where we, they do the reveal. Eli told me at the beginning of this movie, he's like, there's an amazing reveal with the wife. And I'm like, there can't be a reveal in this movie. He's like, no, it's not intentional. <laughs> no, oh, God. They didn't mean it. Is it a reveal when you take away so much? <laughs> is that still a reveal? So I, doesn't he loudly pray right before this, though? Oh, yeah. yeah he yeah. does loud. He, like, like, loudly prays to himself. And I'm like, man, I feel so uncomfortable. I'd rather watch somebody masturbate. Right. <laughs> And pray at the same watch. time, I get it. <laughs> oh God, oh God, oh God. I get it. It's the right to believe. <laughs> right to believe. It's the right to believe. <laughs> you learned a lot about each other tonight. Did your friend stop laughing? Did he laugh at Corey Chase? So I guess so now he, he goes in, the wife is on the couch, um, without makeup. 
Or lighting. I thought that was Ed Bagley Jr. That was... <laughs> it's the wife? I thought it was one of the twins from the Matrix movies. <laughs> she is very that clearly was... Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> he very clearly stepped in. She was like, I'm not doing this movie anymore. And he was like, I'll do it. Give me a blonde wig. <laughs> Look, you can pay me in sandwiches. I'm like the seventh least attractive human that hasn't been burned. And I watched this scene and I was like, oh, this is bad. Well, the thing is, is okay. So up until now, she's been hideous the entire time. But up until now, they've managed to disguise it with really poor camera quality from a distance. Yeah. Right? You never get any closer to her than you guys are to me right now. That and rodeo clown makeup. Well, that yeah. too. Yeah. Fire from an air gun. <laughs> the only way to apply it. Patunk, patunk. That's it. That's the only option. <laughs> so I guess this is where he has to uh, have the, you know, he has to admit to his wife that he was an adulterer, that he that he divorced his first wife. But he does it in the worst possible way. He goes, yeah, he I have to she talk. clearly has food poisoning from oh. the looks of her. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hunched over. Yeah, I think that was Gamma Race that did that actually. But um, Jesus. but here's how he opens the line, the whole bit. He goes, he comes up to her and he goes, like, I have to talk to you about adultery. And she's like, Oh my god, you fucked that gay guy, didn't you? <laughs> oh, that is the only way you could interpret that, isn't it? It's about being a murderer. You're gonna kill me? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I started it bad. Other, I started it bad. I'm just saying, I want you to fuck my black friend. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's Tom's one. He doesn't have any black friends. <laughs> yeah, he goes, oh, no, 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 not you. I would never cheat on you. Just that first cunt I was married to. <laughs> well, and then she's like, she's like, well, uh, what, what did he, what did, what did, uh, what did she do so I don't do the same thing? And he, he's like, yeah, well, she wore makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, and also, uh, so his answer to why he cheated on her is like she didn't respect me enough. No, it's the you didn't. It's the opposite. It's the exact opposite of what you just fucking said. Well, yeah, and then they his, say that they say that right after that she says, "Well, men crave respect, don't they?" I'm like, "This is your movie. Yeah, I don't, you wrote this down." But then they, and then they describe then he describes the woman he's cheating with. And I'm like, well, she sounds great. What happened to her? Yeah, right. <laughs> Can I get her number? Like, she sounds like a peach. <laughs> no, he goes, he goes, yeah, when it really fell apart is when we all, when we stopped praying together. I'm like, no, it was when you fucked that other lady. <laughs> it was very clearly that. If you look on your divorce papers that Andrew wrote out for you, it was the fucking the other lady. They didn't even write about the praying part. <laughs> And this is where, and this bothered me more than, I hate to say this because I try to be a good ally, but I'm more of a pedant. Um, this is where he goes, um, yeah, she made me feel the height of a flea. You're a fucking reporter. You write for a living. And you need the height. <laughs> That's bad phraseology to be yeah, fair. Right? It's not, yeah. Look right back around. Right back around, guys. <laughs> And also, like, she's crying throughout this scene. Um, now, when the gay guy was supposed to be crying, he's just doing this. Occasionally. But this woman is, like, like not running down yeah. her face. Oh, like the cappuccino <laughs> machine. machine. Like, it's so rough. The snot is so, like, whoa. <laughs> I'm sure they had the same machine in that scene. I was just writing, give this woman a fucking Kleenex for the rest of time. So... 
So, but she's, but now we go back to the editor's well, they, office. Well, they, they, end oh. that, they end that with this weird sort of awkward hug. Oh, yeah. They're, they're kind of sort of, she's sort they of. They buddy hug it out. The yeah. Doo, doo, yeah. Doo. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen such an awkward hug since Ted Cruz elbowed his wife in the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, he forearmed her first and then he. Yeah, no, it was a double. Muay Thai. Double. Yeah. Get in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Ted Cruz was going to be president? Oh. <laughs> Why well, you gotta bring so the tone better. down? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about like... that kid that died at a water park. They <laughs> love it. Wouldn't it be great if Ted Cruz died at a water park? <laughs> Do I have yeah, to Andrew that says that's legal. That Wouldn't out? it okay. be great if? <laughs> Not like you should do it. <laughs> you can hear everyone laughing at that very clearly joke. <laughs> That was all going to come out the not melting anything, listeners at home. Nothing at all. I'm so happy it's not me this time. <laughs> so we go back to the editor's office here because it's been nine days, so he finally has his fluff piece written. My God. This is why Incredulous takes so long. So, <laughs> so apparently he's written one story about the gay pride parade, but he also wrote another one about how much he hates the fags. And the, and the editor's like, are you kidding me? We can't print this. And the guy's like, why? This is his actual line. Why? Because this is kick a kick Christian to the curb year? Yeah, all year. Yeah, didn't, we got a memo on this. Curb stomp some Christians after we're done here. <laughs> that was also a joke, wasn't it, Andrew? Yeah. That's what I Very clearly looking this way. What's happening here? It's just, just sitting there, none of this. None of this. <laughs> How was like, the show? Noisy. Goddamn lucky he's still sitting there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but this is where we learn that the editor is also secretly an anti gay bigot. Yeah, yeah. And again, the message. Because all good people are. Well, right, right. But the message they're sending to the to the Christians at home is, you'll be surprised when you start talking about how much you hate gay people. Others will agree. Um, and and but but it turns out that the editor is also anti-gay. He just doesn't have the guts to say it like Tony does. And this is also where he uh, remember I said we we're going to get every canard. I meant it. This is where the guy says, I don't even know how it works. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Literally. literally two bolts. The final argument that this movie felt the need to make was when you put two bolts together, it doesn't hold anything up. <laughs> well, challenge accepted, I would say. <laughs> so, obviously, they've never seen me and Eli go to a museum, so. <laughs> we are not allowed back at that children's museum. <laughs> When they say you're allowed to touch, they mean very specific things. <laughs> With very specific things. <laughs> Not allowed at that water park either. So. Bad day. Well, that was an example of not holding something yeah. up. <laughs> Same confusion. Bob's eventually. So. 
What are you miming? I don't know. You're what are you miming? <laughs> they all float down here. <laughs> oh, shit. This episode's going to be three minutes long. Yeah, right. <laughs> So now we, uh, so, so Morris agrees to publish his anti-gay story, and this is where we, uh, it's an odd numbers scene. So we go back to the house. Same room. So, yep. So his wife can congratulate him on getting her anti-gay thing done. And he says, she's like, oh, they wrote, they, they did your story. It's so, so amazing. So then he does a voiceover, right? So we're listening to him read the, uh, the homophobic article that he wrote. But apparently they didn't recognize that you could just use the same mics you've been using up to this point for the voiceover. Instead, he's talking into a fucking tape recorder from 1985 from across the room. I swear this was just done to try to scare me and Cecil off. (laughs) And also, of course, during this whole bit, we're also seeing flashbacks to earlier in the movie. Like when he said... I met with a gay man, and they show like him meeting Marcus earlier in the movie, and Remember insulting that him unnecessarily when they right. first meet. Right. Um, but yeah, and he's like, they asked me to write a story about a gay pride parade, which would have required that I just pretend they're regular humans, and I wasn't going to do that shit. <laughs> and of course, we also see like everyone all over town yeah. is reading his article, and it's black and white because it's from the '40s when you read newspapers, <laughs> <laughs> and when. Saying shit like this was okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and Letter also- to the editor. They do smell different. <laughs> <laughs> That's your fault. They four. actually cut out the scene where he asked if he could touch their hair. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, they were the root one. I asked very nicely. Love, Grandma. Awesome. <laughs> All right, well, the only, the only other note that I have is on the credits. It said, first assistant director, guys, really? Really? <laughs> you want another coffee? Yes, first assistant director. <laughs> well, also, I, the, the uh, guy went through him. The makeup department consists of every female in the movie. <laughs> so they also give, like, special thanks to, like, CC's Pizza, because they don't and even have, like... And yeah, catering yeah, by. Like, special thanks to, like, Bill, who totally got us a discount on a $5 footlong. <laughs> which made us all feel confused, given yeah. the nature of the movie. Double meat for regular prices? You're in the credits, my friend. <laughs> It's the right to eat beef. The right to eat meat. All right. Well, obviously, we don't have a ton of time left. Um, so we're going to have to keep this quick. Yeah, obviously, languages don't contain words bad enough for this movie because we haven't needed to invent them yet. So instead of asking you to sum up the horror in words, I'll simply ask you this. If this movie was a pizza, which city's iconic pizza would it be? Keith? Pass. Pass. <laughs> I don't know. Eli? Saudi Arabia's pizza. <laughs> and, and you two assholes. I was going to say Quad Cities because this movie was sort of passed from editor to editor in a desperate attempt to save it. And I feel like that's how Quad City they pass it from city to city in hopes that someone would fucking eat it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I heard that... Uh, you guys have New York's water to blame for your shitty, shitty pizza. So I thought, well, Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess with that, uh, nothing left. <laughs> I got a transition out of Flint, Michigan jokes, kids dying at water park jokes. 
Now, there's got to be a combo joke there. Anybody got the combo? For I me? feel like it'd be super ironic if a child from Flint, Michigan died at a water park. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, knew I could there, count on oh, you. Oh, isn't it great for you? My son died of too much water. <laughs> and we'll break momentarily from the live record to wrap things up with a quick tease for next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? The Encounter 2 Paradise Lost. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. So there's a little bit of a break in between David A.R. White films, but we, we get him back. We get him back. Oh, Davey's in this one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. And Charlie Day Jesus makes his, what, fourth appearance now on GAM? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we're going to try and wrap up his entire filmography over the next couple of months. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a surprisingly difficult to do. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 74 to a merciful close. Huge thanks to Tom and Cecil for hanging out and for showing us a great time while we were in the Windy City. Also, an equally huge thanks to everybody who came to the show to see us live and, of course, to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. It's the right to believe. <laughs> Tony Morris went on to become CEO of Breitbart and later the White House Chief of Staff. <laughs> Biker lesbian returned back to the future to warn them. <laughs> the guy with the gun in the coffee shop and Tony reconciled and now teach ballroom dancing out of Tony's garage. April fi finally found the perfect shade of lipstick, then fucked Tony's mechanic friend on a gay pride float. Thank you, Chicago. Thank you so much. Thank you. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.